Park Hopping Podcast, number 67, Disney Holidays. Celebrating 11 years of posting Disney stuff on the internet. This is another crappy podcast production. Hi there, this is Alan from DisneyFans.com, and this is the Park Hopping Podcast, show number 67, the podcast that proves anyone can have their own podcast. I'm testing out some new recording stuff, so please bear with me. Uh, Greetings from Des Moines, Iowa, where the outside temperature is currently 28 degrees as I'm recording this. So, previously on the Park Hopping Podcast, I talked a bit about my recent visit to Walt Disney World, a trip I made specifically for the 25th anniversary of Epcot. Now, this coincided with the Halloween celebrations going on at the Magic Kingdom, which is one of the two significant holidays celebrated at the Disney parks here in the States. Today, we're going to park hop back to the West Coast for some Disneyland festivities. Now, on all the trips I've made to Disneyland and Walt Disney World since around 1975, it wasn't until December 1995 that I visited any of the parks during a major holiday celebration, and that celebration was Christmas at Disneyland. It wasn't until December 2001 that I would return for another Christmas celebration and a full vacation, mostly to experience the brand new Haunted Mansion holiday. Now, the Park Hopping Podcast started back in August 2005 with a teaser episode. The first full episode was posted in September, and its focus was the Haunted Mansion Holiday, the 2001 original edition, including an audio ride-through with the original music that was only used that year. Well, except for the expanding room where it was replaced briefly in 2002 with new music before returning to the original 2001 audio while the rest of the ride received completely new music. But but I digress. You can go check out Park Hopping Podcast number one if you'd like to hear more, as well as Park Hopping Podcast number four for a fan-produced ride-through which shows what the mansion might have sounded like if it had been updated based on the Haunted Mansion movie, and Park Hopping Podcast number five for a possibly obsessive rundown of various changes the holiday mansion had received over its first few years of existence. Uh, But again, I digress. Today I'm not really here to talk about the Haunted Mansion holiday at Disneyland itself, but the holidays at Disney parks in general. Now sure, I remember seeing some corn stalks and pumpkin decorations during a fall visit to Walt Disney World, and perhaps there's some seasonal displays at other times of the years, but so far only Halloween and Christmas have gotten major presentations at the parks. Disneyland only started celebrating Halloween in a big way last year, and it sounds like they have a few more years to catch up with the elaborate displays and festivities that the Florida parks receive. But when it comes to Christmas time, Disneyland seems far ahead when compared with what the Magic Kingdom in Florida offers. First, more of the park itself, more of Disneyland, is decorated with wreaths and uh, all kinds of displays in Frontierland to a full light-up display in New Orleans Square, a total makeover of Mickey's Toontown with um, ornaments and decorations themed to every building there, and of course Main Street USA. Uh, Add to this the holiday overlay of It's a Small World and the Haunted Mansion holiday, as well as the change over for the former Big Thunder Ranch to Santa's or Woody's Reindeer Roundup, and you have a very elaborate Christmas experience that goes just beyond some Main Street decorations and a separate ticket after-hours party at Florida's Magic Kingdom. I'm really glad I got to experience Florida during Christmas last year. I mean, we visited during the first week of December and had a great time, even if the after-hours party was far too expensive to me for what it really offered, considering that the special fireworks, parades, and other goodies are just part of a normal day's admission at Disneyland during November and December. So with Thanksgiving now out of the way and Halloween several weeks past, uh, today I'd like to look at a bit of Christmas at Disneyland. 
I'll be giving Florida some more Yule Time love in a future episode, as well as posting a few Christmas audio and videos from there, including a multi-camera, high-def recording of last year's Festival of Lights uh, at the Disney MGM Studios. You know, that's the park that's officially not changing its name to Disney's Hollywood Studios yet, but for some reason people are already calling it that, even though it's not the proper name for the park yet. Yeah, you know who you are. Anyway, to really appreciate what Disney does at their theme parks, you have to experience both coasts, I believe. For examples, to really appreciate the Florida version of Tower of Terror with its extra fifth dimension horizontal ride section, you may want to check out the second generation of the attraction built at Disney's California Adventure, which loses that feature in exchange for a less realistic loading experience and an extra in-ride special effect or two. Now, I've heard many people uh, just say that this is all due to Disney being cheap when they built the Mark II Tower, which is also being built at the underrated Disney Studios Paris. But the most widely praised modern Disney theme park, Tokyo Disney Seas, also got this version of the ride system. So it's more likely that for whatever reason, whether it be maintenance cost or whatever, the new system was just more practical moving forward. Now, the same could be said for various versions of classic attractions in the reverse park situation, like the Pirates of the Caribbean. You may absolutely love the Florida version, but until you've ridden the complete version in California that's about twice as long, you're not really getting the full picture. I used to say that the Disneyland Haunted Mansion was better since it had received so many updates over the years, while the Florida version slowly decayed. Now, sure, Florida has an arguably cooler show building and queue area and two extra scenes, but overall, the California original just had so many more neat updates inside that I easily preferred it. But thanks to seeing the updated Florida version a month ago, now, with the exception of some minor dialogue and a few other minor things, I'm completely able to say that now I appreciate the Florida version more than the one in California. Now, I personally still prefer Disneyland to the Magic Kingdom overall, hands down. In fact, there's only a few small items in the Florida sequel that I like better than the California counterpart originals. For example, while the Florida fireworks we saw for Halloween and Christmas just blew me away, they didn't come close to the amount of shock and awe that Disneyland's 50th anniversary fireworks provided. Likewise, for Christmas time, while both parks feature projections on the castle, the Florida projections are far less advanced silhouette cutout type images that move around, while Disneyland has some amazing full-color, fully animated video images that wrap around the shape of the castle. These projections are also used over at the front of the Disneyland It's a Small World Holiday as part of a Christmas light show that happens throughout the evenings. There's simply nothing like it in Florida yet, but I'm sure that after it's been around a few years and all the bugs are worked out, we'll probably see this technology move over to other parks, just like we saw the fake snow make its way from park to park. Now, speaking of the Small World Light Show, it wasn't until I experienced the Florida holidays that I realized the audio for this display was lifted directly from a sequence there. In Florida, this music is part of the fireworks display. In California, it gets repurposed and synchronized to video images that appear on It's a Small World Holiday. Now, here's that sequence as recorded on December 14, 2005 at Disneyland.
Now I admit, I was just blown away by how cool this was. It starts up right after the time display at the quarter of each hour, except when the time gets in the way of the fireworks or whatever. And during the fireworks, images are projected on It's a Small World Holiday to provide some sort of show for those who weren't able to view the full display from Main Street looking towards the castle. And speaking of the time display, the new facade at the Magic Kingdom for their small world is fantastic, but to really appreciate it, you need to see the Disneyland version with the whole marching doll display that happens four times an hour. But I digress. Again, I just thought it was neat finding out that this cool audio sequence was something the Florida folks had been enjoying possibly for years as part of their fireworks show. Next time, we'll sit back and enjoy the Disneyland Christmas fireworks, and maybe we'll find some more things that'll make us appreciate one version or the other more. And speaking of appreciating things, the next time you're there, be sure to take an extra picture, shoot some extra video, because you really never know when something you like, love, or hate is going to go away and never be around again, or just have portions of it lifted and put in a light show at Disneyland. Now, if you want to drop me a note, my email address remains podcast at disneyfans.com. If you'd rather call, you can dial 206-2030-ACP, another crappy podcast. Again, 206-2030-227, and leave me a voicemail. This has been the Park Hopping Podcast, show number 67, Disney Holidays. Thanks for listening, and a belated happy Thanksgiving, belated happy Halloween, and an early Merry Christmas. Another Crappy Podcast production. Be sure to visit anothercrappypodcast.com to learn more about this and other equally exciting <sighs> podcasts. <laughs> Sleigh Ride by Leroy Anderson, performed and remixed by Alan Huffman.